0: Well, we define selling based on the neuroscience and what it shares is that selling is about helping others with their buying decisions. It's not about me twisting an arm to slam dunk a close, but instead meeting them where they are, finding out where they're at, (laughs) and then helping them with that remainder of their decision.
1: Fall in love with selling as you acquire the right mindset, selling style and sales process that helps you take your business solution to more prospects, potential clients and the world at large. If you are a women entrepreneur who is looking to get more sales, scale and sustainability in your business, you have reached the right place. I'm Roshni Baronia, your host for the show Ace The Sales, which is all about helping you bring your authentic and influential self to each sales conversation. Information is easily accessible to each one of us and so it is to our prospects. In fact, at any given point of time, you are talking to an informed customer. And mind you if I say a well-informed customer. And your role as a seller, even if you are a business owner, is to just help them in taking that buying decision. And our guest on the show today is an expert in doing that. I have with me today, Perry Sean, who is an award-winning business author and who is teaching the neuroscience of leadership and business growth to corporate leaders, sales professionals and entrepreneurs. Perry was a researcher who took to entrepreneurship and has now made her business an ongoing research where she has developed proprietary tools that demonstrate how trust affects performance, management and the client experience. And this building of trust finds its foundation in neuroscience. But before I bring Perry on, a gentle reminder asking you to leave your reviews on Apple iTunes, CastBox or the link given in show notes. Your love which you send through your reviews keeps me going and lets me know that I am able to put out valuable content for you which is able to help you in moving your business forward. So, just take a moment to leave this podcast a five star rating or a review on any of these platforms Apple, iTunes, Casper, or the link given in show notes. It will take just 30 to 60 seconds, but it will mean the world to me. So, now without further ado, let's bring Perry onto the show. Hello, Perry. Thank you so much for coming onto this show.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really grateful to be here.
1: So, uh, Perry, let's start from the moment where you fell in love with selling. So I understand you are a researcher who has moved into entrepreneurship. So how did you choose sales to be the domain where you will integrate your research work with neuroscience?
0: Ah, okay. Uh, Big question. Um, I first fell in love with it years ago. I actually came from the world of education. And I was what was referred to as an action researcher, which was, I did a ton of research Um, in some ways, I think all teachers might be wise to do it. Uh, So basically, the research is all about what causes students to perform better. So I was teaching and making note of, okay, where did the student do better and what worked and what didn't and what caused the students to get higher grades? and it turned out that it was questions that had the greatest impact on them wow. so uh, i ended up teaching other teachers how to use the uh, what i developed i then i ended up teaching professors on how to use it and i was teaching at all these big conferences uh sharing this research because my class averages were at 80% no matter what combination of students they gave me and so that led to speaking at these conferences and, and sharing my research. And at one of those conferences, there was someone from the world of uh, the, the corporate world who was there, who came up to see me afterwards. And he says, you have no idea what you're sitting on. Uh, you need to take this to corporate. And of course, uh, being the career educator that I w- thought I was, <laughs> I said, no, um, I, I'm, I'm quite content with where I am. Well, long story short, he was very convincing, uh, and uh, before I knew it, I had agreed to uh, work with his company for one day a week over the su- following summer. It was you know in the spring. And so I worked one day a week for six weeks with this particular company, mm-hmm. teaching them how to ask more effective questions. And lo and behold, All of a sudden, this company started doing much better than they were. They they were doing well already, uh, but um, they doubled their sales at the end of the six weeks. So then began a new career, (laughs) Um, and since then I've integrated the uh, you know the neuroscience research and what actually causes people to make the decision to buy and what kind of questions we can ask in order to make that happen more effectively. And uh, what do we actually say? And And so it's been a, an incredible journey. Um, it's now been 20 years that I've been uh you know, using the original research that I started with and the neuroscience added to it. And um, it's it's been a really neat laboratory because what I've done is with four neuroscience grad students comb through the research of what happens in someone's brain when they make the decision to buy. And then how can we utilize that research in the uh, world of sales, in a sales conversation, whether it be in person or on the phone or, you know, through teleconferencing. Mm -hmm. And what we've discovered is some of it works really well. Some of it we needed to tweak. But when you're working with sales teams of 100, largest I've worked with is 700 sales uh, team members. And when we are able to measure, you know, change this ever so slightly and let's see what that does to your results, we get really quick feedback as to what works and what doesn't. So we've been able to say, yeah, that's, that that'll work consistently or, no, nah, that's not going to work. That's, you know, a, um, an anomaly in the scenario. So it's been a, a wonderful world of of learning the neuroscience and then testing it in the corporate world. um, And then utilizing what I've learned um, to help entrepreneurs. So it's a really neat uh, world of testing.
1: Interesting. Interesting. And uh, I want to touch upon that point where you said that there is something growing inside the brain of the buyer where you are able to help him or her take that buying decision. So in fact, before hopping on to this conversation, I was just uh, reading up a little bit more about the neuroscience of selling myself. And I came to understand that, uh, yeah, so I need to understand what we are going to talk about, right? So, so I just uh, read that a little bit and um, I understood that it is actually a study of how the brains of the buyer and seller work in the sales situation. So can you just elaborate a little bit more into like what kind of things go inside the head of people, both on the buyer side and on the seller side?
0: Ah, okay. Um, Well, uh, there's a lot of myths out there as to what we think works in sales. Mm -hmm. And the reality is most people, have the majority of their buying decision complete before they actually speak to a salesperson. Right, all right, right and right. that's a big nugget. But there's another nugget of research that shares that people have made the decision unconsciously to buy. And what happens often that a sales, you know, if someone's been taught in the traditional sales techniques, those techniques is about are, are about you know um, convincing a person to buy. The if you set up your sales processes well, what you can do is have an individual come with as much as seventy five to hundred percent of their buying decision complete. It's about lining things up and meeting them. it's it's part of it is for us as an individual is helping someone with a buying decision is that, they're on a journey. They've already been on a journey that we haven't joined them for. <laughs> and part of it is, is to have the conversation in a way to find out where they are in that buying decision and figure out what is that, that gap in the final part of their decision and what information they need to make their decision. They Every conversation in sales is different because the journey that the person's been on is different. Meaning, you know, they've been on a journey, they're going down a river and you may join them at 75%. You may join them at 80%. But if, if you're a salesperson and you decide to start talking about something that was in the earlier part of their journey, you're gonna, how can you put it? Turn their brain, you know, turn them off and they're not gonna be as engaged. Instead, join them at that point where they are asking several questions to find out the initial questions somebody asks is extremely important in that that domain mm-hmm. and then I, I, and then join the, you know help them with that remainder like for example and I'm going to give a very simple example but um for example of this suit that I'm wearing in this moment even though you can't see it I that the suit that I I knew I was going to buy the suit that day I just didn't know which one All right. Mm -hmm. So when I went into the store for the help from the salesperson, I was at 75% of my buying decision complete. All right. Right. Now, if the salesperson had said, well, would you like a dress (laughs) (laughs) rather than asking me what would you like um, or what are you looking for? Then she would have put me back in the decision-making process, which would not have been as helpful to her. Instead, she found out where I was in my decision-making. I knew I wanted a suit. I knew I wanted it to be a pantsuit. I knew I wanted this. And, I, and these were the buying criteria that I was using already. And her job was to find out what additional buying criteria I needed to make the rest of my decision. And she was great. She started to ask me questions. And notice asking me questions, getting me engaged. So she said, well, what are you going to do when you're wearing this suit? I said, well, I'll be making, doing some presentations. And she said, okay, uh, what kind of presentations do you do? And I went on and and shared with her. She said, do you move in your presentations or do you do stand still? And so she's asking me these questions I'm getting clearer about what I'm looking for. And then she helps me with that remainder. And she was fantastic. And, and uh, in terms of, so since you move a lot, I'm guessing you don't need, you don't want buttons on your suit. Would that be accurate? And I went, oh, never thought of it that way before, but yeah. And then, and the reason why I'm sharing this is so we understand that we're not taking people We're not reviewing what they've already decided. We're finding out where they are and then helping them with the remainder of that decision.
1: Like more of uncovering clarity for them rather than just seeking information for myself as a seller. It's more about helping them clearly see what is it that they actually want.
0: Yes, and we uh, we define selling based on the neuroscience, and what it shares is that selling is about helping others with their buying decisions. It's not about me twisting an arm to slam dunk a close, but instead meeting them where they are, finding out where they're at, <laughs> and then helping them with that remainder of their decision.
1: Right. That that's massive. So so now that uh, you are saying that uh, by asking those set of questions you are able to bring more clarity in the buyer's mind or you are able to move them from that 75 percent or 80 percent to a hundred percent probably so uh, how as a seller seeking this information guides my actions in the sales situation so how can i take control of that sales situation
0: Ah, okay. So, and and there's, there's an, a neat part in this dynamic mm-hmm. is we're actually confirming the sale. Right. Because if, and, and this, I remember not too long ago, I had someone in one of my programs and she'd been trying so hard to sell. And when she heard that people have already made the decision, it was, she actually went, oh, like, this. <laughs> she actually took a breath. And I said, what's, what's going on? And she said, I've been trying to get people to buy all this time. <laughs> I said, and? And she said, I don't have to anymore. I said, no. <laughs> just, just find out where they're at. She said, that makes it so much easier in my mind in terms of what I what I'm to do is really um, she said, I'm really just their partner. I said, yes, exactly. You're, I, and, and I, I, um, I was uh, teaching a class yesterday, and I was talking about how, in some ways, a, uh, a seller is a midwife for somebody's decision-making. <laughs> 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 you know, that they, learning to uh, find out where they're at, and that initial question, typically you want to link it to where they came from. Like say for example, if somebody came via referral, it would be something to the effect of, you know, what did um, Amir say uh, that piqued your interests, and that that would be. A significant question because then the person would say, Oh, well, he told me, you know, this and this and this. Well, that will tell you what's most important to that individual and what's part of their buying uh, decision, uh, buying criteria. Or if they're coming from LinkedIn, you might ask them something like, Huh, uh, so what was it about my uh, uh, a LinkedIn profile that got your attention mm-hmm. and caused you to reach out? Uh, they might, and, and and then their response will tell you because if you look at my LinkedIn profile, there's a huge amount of content. There's articles, there's videos, there's all sorts of things. Right. But if they say, oh, Perry, it was that part where you were talking about the neuroscience and people already have their decision made. We just need to meet them where they are and help them with that remainder of the buying decision. Then I know what's most important to this individual. Or if they said, I was reading about, you know, how you uh, teach leaders how to sales coach uh, and my team really needs that. And, you know, uh, let's say they're a sales VP, then I know what what they want to talk about is about this uh, sales coach training. And what it helps is I know then where I'm joining them on the journey. Mm -hmm. You know, where are they now so that I can help them with that remainder portion.
1: Is there any, like, categorization to these questions? Are these questions about digging more information or it is about uh, creating that rapport or they are questions which uh, move them towards seeking more information about our products or services?
0: Our neuroscience shows, great question. Um, The neuroscience shows that people uh, buy on emotion justified Mm -hmm. by logic, okay? And uh, the repeated studies that demonstrate that. And with that in mind, then the role of the seller is to ask the questions. Uh, You earn the right to ask emotion questions, okay? Um, And you ask questions to engage. So the more engaged you can get them, meaning the more engagement on an emotional and uh, logic um, aspects, the, the more effective the conversation is going to be. So if I'm asking questions to say, oh, so tell me about what's going on right now. Okay. That's one that would be earning the right. That's not going to be one that's is good. But um, what's the challenge that you're facing right now with the team? Oh, well, <laughs> I know right now we've been hit by this and we're doing that. And then all of a sudden, you've got them engaged, okay? Uh, and that's that engagement is the key factor because that's where buying decisions happen. Mm-hmm. And that's the driver behind the, the buying decision as well. And so in in many ways, as a seller, you're looking to find out where What are they most emotional about? And when I say emotional, we're not talking about in tears or something like that. We're talking about most engaged in what is it that they want to solve most. And then as they get more and more engaged, that's the point of the conversation. I had um, uh, about a year or so ago, uh, a CEO, I was having a conversation with her on the phone. <laughs> and um, as we're having the conversation... She says, stop, 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 stop. And I said, what's going on? I thought there was something that happened at her end. Okay. And okay. Uh, she said, I am so loving this. I said, what do you mean? And she said, I've actually been keeping track of the number of questions you've been asking. I said, oh, <laughs> now just to give you some context, this CEO had seen me um, uh, give a presentation. She was part of the, the CEO group. And um, she'd approached me afterwards to have this conversation and about uh, potentially training her sales team. And she said, you want to know how many you asked? I said, sure. <laughs> she said, you've asked 41 questions. Oh, my God. I yeah. said, wow. I said, does it feel like an interrogation? And she said, "No." And she said, "I am so loving this because I feel like you care. I feel like you understand my business, and this is what I want my team to do with their with our clients." And she said, "Can you teach what you've been doing with me to them?" And I said, "Yes, most definitely." Um, so it's it's a journey of. How, as you ask the questions, one of the mistakes I see most people do is they don't ask enough questions. That's, a, a, I mean, we continued. I think by the time we finished, I, I had at least asked sixty. But wow. part of it is it's not an interrogation; it's a it's a conversation of engaging as a seller. You would engage your genuine curiosity and to hear what's going on. And here's here's the problem I see a lot of. Uh, uh, because I get to listen to a lot of sales conversations with what I do. I get called in and they say, our sales aren't that great right now. All of a sudden something's changed. We don't know what's going on. And I'll ask a bunch of questions and then I'll ask to listen to some of the conversations. And then it becomes really clear to me as to what the problem is. And and what the problem is, a lot of salespeople think that their role is to talk um, The majority, part of the role, a small part of the role is to talk, but the majority of their role is to listen. And most of the uh, interview processes that are used for hiring salespeople are designed in such a way to hire, you know, what do they do? They design a bunch of questions to ask a salesperson, you know, a potential salesperson. And then they ask those questions. The person's a great talker, so they hire them. True. But the reality is what they want them to do is spend the majority of the time asking great questions and listening.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a huge uh, issue that we come across when we are working with uh, sales managers or sales reps in organizations or corporates. And um, when we come to uh, entrepreneurs and uh, especially i have seen this very evident with a lot of women entrepreneurs that uh, they are not putting themselves out there and claiming that their product or service is the best so when on one hand the sales rep it's doing more talking and less of listening the entrepreneur probably is not saying that much then how does it, how do we balance both these uh, contradictions or polarities
0: hmm a great component we, we do a, a, a little test quite often when mm-hmm. we uh, uh, present and uh, we give them the group a listening quiz mm-hmm. and we find out uh, very quickly so we have something that's read, uh, and then, you know, maybe within five, ten minutes, we ask them to make note of you know, whatever information they can remember. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, well I, I can give you the act would you like the results of what we typically find? Mm-hmm. Um, that there's a difference. So you mentioned women entrepreneurs. Uh, typically a uh, CEO, remembers five things.
1: Okay.
0: A, uh, a male salesperson typical, or entrepreneur typically remembers seven things. Now, remember, we can put a percentage on the end of this because there's more than 100 items on this particular thing, okay, um, that we have them share. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then finally, for female entrepreneurs, they're at uh, 11 wow. out of 100. Wow. Yes, wow. so women tend to listen more effectively um, in, in that dynamic. I'm not making any claims as to why or anything of that nature, mm-hmm. um, but what we've discovered there is that dynamic, and when um, when you when someone listens to you, because one of the the big um, challenges in the world of sales. And I can say this personally, when I would go to social events and people years ago would find out that I was a high school teacher, uh, people would typically lean in and go, oh, isn't that great? Tell me about what you do. And then now, uh, uh, pre-COVID, I, when I share while I'm in the world of sales, they typically lean back. <laughs> All right. And meaning that sales has got a negative uh, rap out there in a big way. Oh and gosh, yes. and because of it, people's trust is not so high with, um, with anybody who's selling as a general rule. Okay. Uh, because the research shows that what do people think of, at least the majority of people, when they think of a salesperson is they, they think of a uh, I. I will often ask, you know, what's the first word that comes to your mind when you think of a salesperson uh, when I'm doing a virtual presentation? And in the chat, you will see, you know, pushy, manipulative, uh, you know, th- these kinds of words that aren't typically what we appreciate in an individual. And so we're working against that. And... Um, I've been fascinated by what can earn. So our focus is on trust. We often talk about that the number one thing that we're selling is actually trust, is to build that relationship with the individual. And the question is, how do we do that? Mm -hmm. Um, Out of 50 indicators, I've discovered that there's one that comes back in the 90 percentile every single time. And that is, listen to me. And that brings us back to, again, what puts you in the position to listen, but asking questions. So it's a interesting um, dynamic of what I've discovered is the first third of the conversation, at least, mm-hmm. you want to stay in the question to really understand What's going on for that person and as you ask the questions and you truly listen not to have a scripted set of questions because if you have a scripted set of questions if we' you know if you've ever had a conversation with someone who has a script it, it feels like they're taking you where you they want you to go rather than what's going on for you and and so instead to be able to you know, ask the questions. I call it sales presence. Ask the questions. Truly listen to the individual. And sure, we'll make mistakes and at different times in the conversation. And part of that is just be human if you do. You say, you know what, let me go back. Let me ask you a different question. That's not what I meant. You know, that it's that human nature and connection and the ability to earn that trust as you're having the conversation will help the person who you're speaking with feel that they can trust. The more they tell you about what's going on, the more you're going to be able to help them and therefore the more you're going to be able to sell. Absolutely.
1: I have also uh, like personally felt this multiple times not only in sales conversations, but also when generally you are meeting people at networking events and forums and just meeting them one-to-one also, that whenever you are genuinely interested in that person and you are really curious about what's happening in their side of the world, you automatically come up with questions that are relevant to them. And once they feel that everything about the conversation is about them, in that conversation is about them, then they uh, just open up.
0: Yes, exactly. Totally with you on that.
1: And, and, And I think that's where once the person starts opening up, that's when the needs come out and that's when you are able to foresee whether you and that person is good fit to work together or not. And then, of course, things fall into place that way. Yes, that, that's a great um, component that you have shared, that underlying thing is asking questions and what propels it further is active listening. That's, that's very interesting.
0: I, I was just going to add to the listening part that it's, it's, it, it's a feeling. Mm-hmm. And listening is a feeling on the side of the person who you're listening to. So if they feel like you're listening, that's great. If you're, if they don't feel like you are, and and so it's more of a feeling than it is an action, which I think is a, a true. interesting true. distinction to make.
1: True, true. That
0: that's very deep, actually. Yes.
1: And uh, another thing that uh, was on my mind to uh, ask from you was that I also experience and have heard a lot from uh, people that. There is a certain level of uh, anxiety that both the buyer and the seller face in a sales situation. So when the buyer has on one side things like whether the service is really for me or not, whether it is worth that much of money, will I be able to make good of you- use of it? Will this person deliver the promises he or she is making? So, so all those kind of anxieties and questions are going around in the buyer's mind and on the other hand the seller is going through the anxieties of uh, like whether they will buy my service or not have i quoted too much what if they say no what if they say yes because i have committed to a very difficult turnaround time will i be able to deliver and so and so forth so mm-hmm. is there a possibility that neuroscience helps a seller in this particular situation to get rid of this anxiety and build up on confidence?
0: Hmm. Great question. And, and let me put it in context mm-hmm. that, yes, there's a lot going on for the uh, buyer. Mm-hmm. And part of understanding the emotion of what's going on for our buyer is um essential at our side and how we respond to it because what I sometimes perceive and see, um, is, and, and because we work on mindset too, with people, which is uh, partially what this, uh, what you're asking about right. for right. the, for the seller, Quite often, mindset issues about really wanting the person to buy, like, I got to make this sale, um, is is partially rooted in mindset components around, uh, one, money. So, part of it, and this may sound a little uh, beyond our discussions, but it actually is, relates so much the way in which the seller manages their finances will impact their sense of feeling desperate to make the sale or not. And so, mm-hmm. therefore, in many ways, the seller's savings that they've set up is part of what forms a stability for them emotionally to reduce some of their anxiety. Now, this may sound a little, uh, a little different in approach, but... I I have found it to make a huge difference for the people who I've worked with, uh, in that regard. Because then, because if you come from a place of abundance, then you're truly focused in on helping the person with their buying decision. If you, as an individual, have not set your finances up in a in a um, a wise way, then what happens is you take and take actions that look like they're self-serving rather than, because for example, Mm -hmm. if, um, well, I can use one from yesterday. I had someone reach out to me who uh, I have helped them multiple times with their buying decisions. Uh, And in a few cases, their buying, what they were looking for was not what I offer. And but what I did is I helped connect them to somebody else who mm-hmm. did offer what they offer. That's the reason why I try and make sure I have, a, a, I know a lot of people and, and know the quality of their work uh, who serve the same client base. And so in that scenario, because I've developed the trust relationship with that individual uh, and the trust is high between us, mm-hmm. they reached mm-hmm. out to me yesterday uh, to say, you know, I'm looking for this, Um, is this something we can have a conversation about? Well, it just so happens that it's something that is definitely something that we do. And so, yes, of course we can have the conversation. But if I didn't help before, and if I wasn't focused in on their best interests and helping them with their buying decision, no matter where it led to, I wouldn't have gotten this business that came in yesterday. Okay? Mm -hmm. So part of it is, Um, Are are for the seller, their perception of money, so they come from a place of abundance so that they are truly focused in on helping people with their buying decisions, no matter where it leads to, because it will still lead to more business, whether it's not in that moment, um, it'll just be at another time. But the other part is, um, remember, we chatted a bit about, you know, what most people think of when they think of sales. Sometimes, I I was doing a a presentation for a group of entrepreneurs and we were looking at what's traditional sales Mm -hmm. and what's true sales and traditional sales is the old techniques that, you know, that um, manipulate people into buying, which is what we're all on. Most people are uncomfortable with. I mean, do any of us get up in the morning saying I really want to manipulate somebody to buy something? (laughs) No. Uh, but do we wake up and say, yes, I'd love to help somebody make their decision today? Yes. Okay. So, but this feeling of, of why we say, you know, sales is manipulative or pushy or um, icky, as I heard someone say the other day, um, that it's, it's partially because they have in their mind that they're to engage in those traditional techniques. Hmm. Those are not – those traditional techniques are not based on what the neuroscience teaches us. Mm-hmm. They're, they're about getting people to buy, whereas true selling, when 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 you really get what true selling is, true selling is about meeting people where they are and helping them with that rest of their journey. And when you look at it that way, you go, oh <laughs> – is that neat? Now, let's see. Do my values align with that? Am I someone who would like to do this brain-based? What's really going on for somebody? Yes. Uh, would I like to do it so that I have quality relationships? Yes. Um, and so part of it is that mind shift of what am I actually doing? I'm not doing that, and I am doing true sales, I'm, I'm fully engaged in that world. Can I engage my genuine curiosity? Yes, I can do that. Can I be focused in on someone else's best interests? Yes, I can do that. Um, so that's that aspect. And, and, and then to own, and this is what I talk about as sales presence, because part of it is managing your own emotional state around money and around what sales is. And then to be able to be present to the other person because they're going through a uh, plethora of emotion. Why? Because that's where the buying happens, is <laughs> in the emotional state. And so part of it is to be present with where they are and be able to actually listen c- well enough to be able to find out what, that, uh, what they're basing their decision on and what information they need next in order to help with that remainder of the decision.
1: True. As they say, People make their buying decision based on emotions and then justify it through logic.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Uh, True, true. So, yeah, that was a beautiful uh, insight that you've shared, Perry, that uh, you meet your customer or the buyer where they are in their buying journey. And then your sole purpose is to lead them to what they want, to help them get clarity on that. Through asking powerful questions and practicing active listening, right? Mm. Yes, yes. That that was that was amazing, and um, yeah, I I can actually let this conversation go on and on. But uh, <laughs> yeah, this this was wonderful uh, to have such insights from you today. So uh, tell our all our listeners, uh, Perry, where can they connect with you and where can they find you?
0: Ah, great! Thank you very much. Um, they can uh, entrepreneurs. They can uh, find me in Facebook. I have a group that's called uh, Selling with Science and Soul, and then uh, they can also uh, businesses uh, connect with me on LinkedIn.
1: Right, right. Thank you so much. I will uh, definitely put those uh, links in the show notes as well. And uh, thank you so much for joining me on this conversation today.
0: Thank you very much. It's great to be here.
1: That was absolute gold, isn't it? I'm sure you have learned a thing or two about how neuroscience can help you sell more in your business. So do share your learnings or takeaways with me by taking a screenshot of this episode and sharing it on Instagram. And tag me at Roshni underscore Baronya and Perry at Perry Sean. We would love to hear your thoughts. And before I go, just sending you warm wishes that you and your family stay safe in whichever part of the world you are. Bye for now. Keep tuning in to Ace the Sales, where we bring to you each week sales insights that can help you take your business to the next level. This is me, Roshni Paranya, signing off.